and we are live. <laughs> I'm live with Stuart Austin. <laughs> hey, Stuart. <laughs> hey, how's it going, Katie? Apologies for the delay, everyone. We had a few technical issues that we were overcoming, and uh... yeah, we had the technical issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, Stuart? I'm I'm good. I'm good. I've uh, finished banging this iPad into the wall to make it work now. So yeah, all smooth. All smooth. <laughs> well, we're here tonight to talk about an amazing fight that you've got coming up on the PFL card. Um, I've got a few things to ask you about, but obviously that's top of the list. Super exciting. How did it come about? When did you hear? When did you know? How much time have you had? Uh, well, I knew I was fighting, I don't know, over a month ago. Well, probably probably seven, eight weeks ago. Um, but I was kind of told to get ready. Um, but there's been a couple of different opponents because... PFL's format of um, being quite close together. I think a few people perhaps uh, weren't quite ready after. They'd, they'd, I'd actually had a couple of different names, uh, but after the last show, I don't think that they're probably standard or um, I know missions in America, you know, they have their mandatory suspensions. So um, so yeah. we ended up having a different different uh, opponent. So Renan Ferreira instead, who's you know, a great opponent, great fight. I mean, it is a great fight. It's it's a he's obviously really well known. He's probably most well known for thinking that he'd beat Fabrizio Overdoom and then that getting overturned to a no contest. That was a bit of a crazy fight, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I I to be honest, I think he's got. I think he's a hundred percent right. If you watch it, don't get in slow motion. Watch it in full speed, and he sort of taps the shoulder and then hits the guy in the face and it's i didn't see i personally if you watch it in slow-mo from this angle with that i think that's a hard hard sell like you know like yeah and and someone with um Vodum's experience to me like you you fight until the referee stops it um we saw um just in the bellator just on um uh for the belt uh, uh mckee you know he, he knocked the guy down Ref didn't stop it, so he, he went and finished with a choke, you know. But at the same time, yeah. like, you never know. Like, people survive things that, that could yeah. have been stopped, you know. Like, yeah. um, once it, once in a blue moon, you know, someone who should have been beaten survives and then goes on and wins, you know. Um, yeah. You've got to, like you've got to fight to finish it. Anyone who didn't know, um, so he, he actually knocked for Doom out by TKO and that's that was in, in the first round, that was what the ref called on the night and that was what everyone thought. And then the Doom said that he tapped uh, prior to that and when they went back and studied the tape, it actually got overturned to a no contest. And I totally agree with you. I think it's really harsh. Those things, I've seen so many not get overturned that are way stronger cases and I was really surprised. And then I was really surprised that um, Hannon Ferreira was fighting again for PFL because when he didn't get the immediate rematch, he was quite vocal about, uh, <laughs> well, complaining yeah. quite quite strongly, he and his team, about that. So um, good to know that they can take some criticism and put him back on. Yeah, well, you don't know whether it, whether it was um, PFL or if it was the commission that did that. So, because PFL should not, you know, promoters should not be able to overturn it. I'm sure no. people have influence in the back rooms and stuff. But, you know, you don't, I'm sure there's a few fights that, you know, some of the UFC would have wanted to overturn. We want this, not that. But they don't. Yeah. So, 
I don't know. To me, it was all a bit weird. It got done very, very quickly. It got done on a Sunday, which is, you know, like these people aren't working on Sundays. It was very strange, the whole thing. But yeah, I feel for Renning because that's his win bonus. He lost his win bonus. He probably lost his spot in the tournament. You know, he should have been in the tournament, in my mind. And because Verdum, you know, got knocked out. So, like, you know, he didn't even come back and fight in PFL. So, I don't know, like... He didn't get a loss on his record, but he kind of did. You know, like, no one's going to be like, oh, that was a... Te-. I don't know. The other problem I have is that kind of caught a public opinion, but nobody, hardly anybody watched the fight in full speed. You know, everyone sees this thing, slow motion, he goes, boom, boom. And it's like, well, the rules are the referee stops the fight. If yeah. you watch the fight, Verdon did not stop fighting. Verdun didn't stop fighting. I think I, I think he was hard done by. You know, I, I personally felt um, he won the fight. But it is what it is, you know. What, you know I what agree you with it, you. It, Strange things happen in MMA <laughs> all the time. Yeah. But um, that's, that's definitely up there. But anyway, Hennen went on. He's had another win for PFL since then. So this is his third fight. Um, great fight for you. You've got tons more experience than him i can't believe you've been pro fighting for 11 years how yeah. old were you when you started you must have been 12 <laughs> yeah i mean well i had my pro i think i was 21 when i had my debut um you've got a baby like, face to do it i don't get too much not too much um but um no like it's um it's to be honest, at heavyweight is is it was a hard look to just to find fights, um, like especially and and it gets worse. When when the worst thing was going to light heavyweight, light heavyweight nobody wants to fight. Um, it's crazy. Like I know you know obviously you're you know Luke well and you know the problems he had finding a fight. You know yeah. Like, yeah, I I had I've had fifteen twenty p. I was a light heavyweight for eighteen months, maybe just under two years. And I fought heavyweight out of my, you know, three heavy, three light heavyweight fights. You know, I had a heavyweight fight in the middle just because I couldn't get anybody because nobody wants to take a chance. Nobody wants to take a risk. Um, yeah. yeah, and heavyweight to a lesser extent, you know, but it's still it's still a pain to get a fight. Nobody wants, oh, you know, he's not sure this and that, but it is what it is. But um, now, you know, obviously some of PFL, people are going to show up, they get people in there. Like even the, the I was meant to be on the last, uh, in, in the kind of the last round. Um, but I had my visa come through in time. So I just, I literally yeah. like, I got my visa the day before um, weigh-in day. So it's just, it was just too late. Um, yeah. But um, like, I know for that, that round they had like, I think there meant to be six heavyweight fights and they ended up having like eight guys pull out, you know, Oh my god! People just don't want to fight, and I, I'm well aware, you know, like it, with with um, licensing in the states, you know, if you get knocked out or dropped or something, you're not going to get a license. But some of them, I'm like, you weren't, you you know, like if you want to fight, you turn up and fight. Obviously, you know, you don't want to fight. I don't know. Yeah. I always think for for that exact reason, like the bigger guys need to get to those massive promotions where people are willing to take the risk to fight, to to get their name out there and to use the platform. 
it seems to be more important. So how how important do you think it is? You've I mean you've fought on all the shows and you have fought every heavyweight that I could probably think of, but <laughs> PFL yeah. is a, a major promotion, isn't it? You must be chuffed to get on that. It's great, good you know, like places like the PFL where you want to be. PFL is it is kind of the hot new the hot new thing. Like um it's given you great opportunities, you know and and it's wide open especially at heavyweight at heavyweight the division is like anybody could win like that the tournament right now i don't know who's gonna i have no idea who's gonna win that um it, which is kind of crazy because you know there's a, for the main of the million dollars and like yeah. you can't be like oh my god this guy's so you know what i mean like it's big it's big money and and there's not as there's really really good fighters in there but not people like this guy's the one who's 100 percent there's no one out and out um the divisions are wide open and everybody is going after it because especially in the playoffs incentivize finishes um you know you get more points finishing your opponent and the faster you do it which is you I know like that. it is I, i'm kind of torn on it i'm i'm as a, <laughs> as a smaller heavyweight i'm i'm the kind of guy i wear them and i tend to wear on people a little bit then get them out of there um, you know, I finish most of my fights, but it tends to be second or third round. You know, when they've when I took them for a little bit of a run around the, around the cage. <laughs> but um, no, it de- it definitely makes the fights exciting. Um, people take chances, um, and you're seeing people, different people, pop up. You look, um, look at Brendan. You know, the other British guy in there. You know, he is he's yeah. in he's in the semis, and he's he's looking really good to be potentially a finalist. Um, yeah, you and know, look and, at Pettis getting beat, you know, straight, straight away. No problems. You know, like people are not people are not playing around. Um, you know, big money and people are like if if right, if you're from a poor area, a million dollars will change your life. Might you know, if you're from Brazil, that might set your life up for good if you're not an idiot. Um yeah. you know, I know that would change my life. <laughs> You know, that's, that's boom house bought or whatever it is you want to do yeah you know? oh, a million percent and you know there's there's so little money in mma most of the time nothing <laughs> brings me more joy than to you know to see people winning those kind of life-changing amounts of money exactly. uh, we're getting some comments for you coming through already luke leach says boy glad to see you finally get a fight lined up for you, <laughs> he finished it on a different line, and then he says, "You look like the MMA Tom Hardy." <laughs> I, I mean, I'll, I'll say thank you. Just, <laughs> I don't know what I meant to say to that. What's the reply? <laughs> I think you take that one. It can't be an insult. Uh, MMA UK say, "Did playing rugby help with your MMA?" I mean, I, I finished playing rugby when I was uh, 15. Um, wow. I would say, but I didn't really play rugby. I did judo a lot before. I competed a lot in judo. People assume I played rugby because um, I probably, I mean, if I played the young one, I probably could have been right. I've got the right sort of shape. But yeah, judo is my hand. Um I just play rugby for fun. Um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you've done really extensive research back to your youth. <laughs> I mean, that is, I mean, like schoolboy rugby and county rugby. Is... 
I mentioned earlier that you fought on some huge promotions. Your your last fight, you won the belt at EMC. Uh, you fought Bama, EFC. Like, what's been the highlight so far? Uh, I don't know. I feel like I kind of just, I'll be honest, there's been, I fought on some super cool shows. Um, yeah, EFC down in South Africa was, you know, it's an awesome show because there's, mm. you're like, you, it's, it's, it really is like mini UFC. You go down there and you're in a, an amazing stadium next to the casino and like there's 5,000 people. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's genuinely amazing. They've got like massive screens on the outside and, and you see yourself on TV all week. You're fighting in front of millions of people, which is super cool. Um, and like you get autographs in the street and stuff, and then you come home and nobody cares, which is great. It's classic <laughs> MMA. Um, keeps you grounded. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I only, I only get to just this far off the ground for a second, and then yeah. Um, so no, so that, that's EFC super cool. I'm, I'm a big fan of EFC. Um, it's just at the moment because of how uh, bad stuff is in South Africa at the moment. I know they're keeping things in house uh, yeah. for now, but um, I mean, even like my last fight, EMC was super cool. Like, so because it was um, because everything was locked down in Germany and they weren't allowed to do events, so it was just in uh, in the um, UFD gym, like, and in the tiniest one of the smallest cages I've ever been. Not just a fight show, just anywhere, tiny cage. Uh, and you, you know, around the room, there's a whole bunch of you know, as well as the guys fighting, there's all the guys who are out there training. Um, they, they literally set up on night, boom, we're having a show, and there's, there's you know, UFC guys, KSW, ACA, this, that, but everywhere, it's super cool. Um, and you know, like, just the it really was a suit, like a cool list of who's doing the sport, like, um, like, uh, um, Scott Askin was there, um. He, he, you know, like just he'd been trained, just coming in the evening, um, and um, like uh, Big Mike joined in the corner with Luke because Big Mike was sitting next to the corner, and Luke was in the chatting. And halfway through, like Big Mike decided he liked me, so he started shouting, you know, giving corner in as well. It was, it was a, it was a kind of super weird experience, and something like, something like that specifically is not something I think very, very people will ever. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like, I've I've been, like, all kinds of weird places, like uh, Sambo 70, the the Russian show I fought on. Wow. I fought like, fought like garbage, but it was insane. It's like a once a year. Um, Why did you say you fought like garbage? <laughs> what happened? Because like, I thought, I thought the, he just out game planned me, out foxed me, and it just went bad. It is what it is. Sometimes you just have, like, that night, I wasn't even, uh, I mean, I was upset, but I was, I was just like, I was like, oh my, what just, you know, like I was not, you know, he was just a better guy on the night. Sometimes that just happens. But like, um, it was for Putin's birthday and you got, um, wow. like walking, the whole city has been like cleared out. Were you fighting you someone the, Russian? Yeah. So the whole so city's been cleared then. out. <laughs> yeah. But they, they got like. I don't know whatever the modern KGB is like marching up and down. They're all like plain clothes, but they're like plain clothes, but they've all got man bags, obviously with guns in, and they're just marching up and down this you know, thing. And they've got this laser show with like crazy trance music from like six to two in the morning, 
just do, 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 the entire time. It's out on the water. So you've got to like walk down this long ass pier thing into the nightclub on the water, boats patrolling, divers in the water. It's mental. Putin didn't even show up. But they had, oh like, they, had like, um, they had some of the ministers and stuff there, some of the Russian ministers. That was like I've been to a few kind of weird shows, as well as like conventionally cool, like big stadiums and cool things. But some of them were just strange, and they're kind of more fun because it's a little bit like yeah. you kind of look around and like what on earth is going on here? You know, it is pretty fun. You're never gonna forget that. <laughs> no way! No way! Chris Gadden, Chris, big shout out to you. Haven't spoken to you for a while. Uh, now that we're live on Facebook, I guess that's why you're back. So nice hmm. to hear from you, Chris. He says, hi, Stu, hope you're well. Congrats on your upcoming fight. How have you dealt with training, your training regime during the pandemic? Uh, well, you know, like I, I've got by with training. I've trained, I've trained pretty hard. Um, Obviously, they allowed uh, pro athletes to be able to be trained uh, fairly early. And, you know, like, before that, we were training in our bubble and all that sort of stuff, you know. Like, to be honest, it hasn't, like, affected me too much. And the biggest thing it did, it forced me to actually train slightly less, which I think, for me, it was a good thing because I'm, well, I'm flipping around, I'm 33. That's the first time I said it. Last week. <laughs> um, so I'm... I'm starting to get to the point where uh i hate when people say work hard like i am working hard but maybe doing 13 sessions a week i just need to do 11 you know i mean there's only so much skill work you can do there's a point in time where like maybe just take one yeah. a couple of sessions out has actually helped me quite a bit um so yeah i've not really found it that hard in the pandemic and i think anyone who wanted to train like who's a, who's a professional could train and if they, if they couldn't then they're making excuses they didn't want to um you know like i could i could call pick up the phone and you know speak to people and people are going to turn up and and sure a couple of days we you know a few, few weeks we trained in the park we met up in you know like whatever and that is what it is but you know we got it done um you know we took mats in the car and stuff you know we made made things happen um so yeah but i feel like people who are a little bit more casual it's, it's not the same but if you want to train, you can train. Um, and also, Chris, super old school fan. Like, you've been literally since the start of my career. He's been um, traveling the country. Chris is a, is a big traveler. UK may legend of a fan. Yeah, he's yeah, been going a long time. I bet he can't People... wait for fans to be let back in of the, the local shows. They can now, already. Yeah. They're in there. We've been... Um, we're up in, uh, um, oh, not right. Uh, oh, my word. I've been three shows in three weeks and I've forgotten where. Went to Bristol first uh, to Meltdown, um, yeah. which was a brilliant show. Paul Sutherland's, that was great. Um, and then I went, I was at an interclub in Rochester, um, the um, Fight Star. So that, was, that was good. I took a, a bunch yeah. of my, my young lads from Fight Zone. I'm really great. And then um, last weekend, Almighty Fighting Championships. And that was awesome. That was packed. They had so many people. Um, I'm assuming there's no restrictions because they, they were. <laughs> or you're out in the midst of 100%. It was great. <laughs> Almighty was so busy. Like, um, yeah, no, it was really cool. But I think that was literally just after their uh, last weekend. So, you know, 
I don't know if there's any restrictions left. I don't really keep up with that sort of thing. But it was super cool, super busy. We had uh, yeah, we've had a bunch of guys fight and win. Had Bertie, uh, Bertie, first am- amateur debut, big six foot six uh, middleweight. It's absolutely ginormous. Um, so yeah, he had his amateur debut and got got first round win. And then um, like I said, a load of uh, um, young sort of uh, interclub guys from from where I coach and fight zone. And then uh, last weekend, pro debut Louis Sutherland, uh, heavyweight and sparring partner of mine, who's going to be a beast. He um, it, it was crazy. Not the guy out in the first round. I I think it was as the guy fell, either dislocated or broke his ankle, like um, Anderson Silva, Weidman, yeah. uh, Connor style, literally popped. It was cr- brutal, absolutely brutal. And that's how, also to be honest, that's how you know Almighty is a good show because the. the Nichols were there, the splints, strapped him up, took him out very carefully. It was really good. I was I was actually very impressed. Kind of disgusted mm-hmm. at the injury because nobody noticed it because it was as he got knocked out, got hit with a big overhand right, goes down, and then like, everyone's obviously jumping up and down because it was, it was a very big knockout. And it was a knockout, um, yeah. And then people were like, all of a sudden, the whole stadium changed and people realised the ankle was just like, it's kind of, Bouncing Can you imagine around, coming yeah. out, you've been knocked out, you wake back up, and then you realize your leg's hanging oh, off. That's, he, that's a really he bad night. So well to it. Um, yeah, I don't know. He they had him with the gas and stuff to chill him out, they got it in the stint, and they carried they well, half carried him and half hopped out. You know, he wasn't even on a stretcher. Bloody I don't know hell. if that's shock or. I don't know, but whatever it was like, you know, he was sort of sat down on the side. But yeah, he's a tough, tough customer. That guy, tough customer, for yeah, sure. Yeah, he sounds it. Um, I think I, I think I'd be screaming. I'd be like, <laughs> well, that was a very good advert for all the local shows. I am so glad they're all back up and running. I can't wait to get to to my first one and and support everyone and get back on the mic and going to be really exciting but for you what what's your preference in terms of fighting in front of fans no fans does it bother you either way uh no i don't really care um yeah i don't know i i did quite like the i mean i only did it i've only yeah i've done it once and i quite like the no fans thing like i mean it was there were few there was people in the room but it wasn't like a stadium i i quite enjoyed it it was just I don't know, it's a little bit more fight clubby, mean, yeah. dingy. Underground. There was something to it. But it, we, we definitely weren't in like a UFC TV studio sort of thing. So again, it's like, there's different levels to it. You know, it was it was just an MMA gym when the lights turned off. Basically. So it was quite cool. But, um, but yeah, but like, I mean, like at the end of the day, it's about the fans, isn't it? I know the UFC did amazing, but everyone. Else, you know, the UFC might have had their best year ever, but I'm pretty sure everyone else had their worst year ever, you know, or yeah. just nothing. And doesn't he so, always say it's their best year ever or whatever? Oh, <laughs> anyway. I mean, it's like, pay them more like it's the he best year He won't pay anyone, ever. will he? <laughs> Pull the wall out. They're giving a few more bonuses out now, you know, they're giving six bonuses on the last one a couple of times. And yeah. they're starting to do the same. I think, bonus. I, I think bonuses are actually, like, I think that's like a big con. You know, the bonus structure. Not, you know, cool, people want the money, but just disperse it all. And then, 
I don't know. I think people would fight. I don't like the idea of show money and win money. Like, you know, it yeah, is what it is. It's endemic in the sport. But I think if if you got just a... It's not going to make me fight harder. I'm not going out there to, like, lose just because, you know, I'm fighting a six-foot-eight Brazilian cat. You know, he's a big monster. I'm not going to go and let that, that dude jump near me in the face just because I'm going to get the same money either way. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know... This is true. This is very true. So we talked about some of the promotions that you've fought on, but I want to talk about some of the names you've fought as well, because it's literally like a who's who. I remember your fight against Johnny Walker at UCMMA, oh. but probably the biggest one on there, the Tom Aspinall win. Looking back, that's got to be even sort of more satisfying, knowing like what a big, jiu-jitsu pedigree he's from and the fact that you subbed him like that like that's that's got to feel great yeah it's good i mean tom aspinall obviously he's a, he's a great fighter he's um he's an absolute beast and he's red hot at the moment um but like i knew going into that fight he was you know very high level jiu-jitsu he's a black belt when i fought him and obviously his, his dad was a black belt so he's got that kind of you know family pedigree um so like before that fight, we were doing a bunch of jiu-jitsu. He he'd uh, I think he hooked a guy just before. So um, so we'd been really focusing on leg lock defense. So I I literally did no offensive leg locks, and it was just there. But once you've you know once you've de- done the defense, I already, you know, I already knew the basic offense for it, um, and it was just there. But it you know as 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 wins goes, that one age is like a fine wine as he creeps his way up the ladder. But um, you know like. I, I still, I'm not ready to be the guy who's like, you know, got my stick out yet and, oh, I beat this guy. I fought that guy. That yeah. guy was a t- You know, like, I've still got a few, hopefully I've got a few more Tom Aspinalls I can I can add to my charter at the moment. Like, you know, and you see you see him, like, the way, like, he, he came back from that. And, like, I know he got another loss, but it was kind of a bit of a weird thing that went on in that fight. But since then, he's he's been a monster, you know. Like, he's been... yeah untouchable and even even at the time like i'm i'm pretty sure when i was when i got offered him like nobody wanted to fight him and i was coming off uh, a couple of losses so i i turned around and was like look you know like this is a good motivator because this kid is young he's going to be a monster and like he's gonna look to take me out so you know for me that's motivating you know it's a motivating factor someone young and hungry and mean who everyone's you know like scared to fight that that's who i want to fight this you know like Mind, that's my fight now. The guy's young, he's mean, he's big, he's you know, he's beating people up, he's got this all this heat on him, and it's that motivates me more to fight. It, it, the stress it increases my um, increases my drive to, to get after somebody to train hard and to, to turn up on the night. Oh, 100%. And I, I think you're right. Like That's that's definitely not going to be the, the highlight of your career that you're telling people about. There's a lot more to come. And one day Johnny Walker might be saying, oh, there was a time where I, I managed to get the win over him. And that would that be the pinnacle of his career. So uh, 100%. But you would... Go on. I'm sorry. I, 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 the other thing is I, I just don't try and look back. It's like, who cares? Um, you know, like in ten years' time, nobody's gonna know who Johnny Walker, Hugh Austin, well, Tom's still young, so they might still know who he is. But you know, twenty years' time, all of us are gonna be gone, and and all this legacy, nobody, nobody cares. Like, 
you know, guys coming up now don't know who Forrest Griffin is, you know. People don't barely know who Chuck Liddell is. People barely know who Chuck Liddell is. You know, you you talk to them and they, they have not, you know, like, I mean, I was, asking, I was speaking to a, a, a kid who um, trains with me and he's a Southport and I was like, I want you to look at some Laoto Machida because the guy's very good. Um, you know, he's got a very specific, elusive style. Footwork's fantastic. He manages it. And I'm saying, and, and he's like, sorry, who? And the guy at one time was, you know, like undefeated UFC champion. He's a monster and he's still competitive. He's Bellator and he's a great fighter. And we're, you know, like I'm, I'm never going to achieve probably those heights, you know, like I, that's my goal to achieve that. Um, so, you know, like I don't worry about like, who cares? Like as long as one day someone can go on YouTube and see a couple of, oh yeah, you actually were a fighter. See, so look at, oh yeah, he beat some guys. That's cool. Whatever. Who cares? Like nobody's there in in, t- in twenty years time. Like all all I'm gonna be worried about is if if I have a gym or what you know. Like I'm gonna be worried about people going forwards. You know, like people I'm training then, what they can do. You know, yeah. people hang their hat on their own achievements. And, you know, that is a refreshing it, attitude, and also the fact that you said that it was motivating to take a really tough fight coming off a couple of losses, you know, a lot of people would think, oh, I need to build myself back up a bit before I, I take a fight like that. But that's, you just don't seem like you're kind of that fixated on it. You're, you're just like, you you want the tough fights and, and you want a, something you can get excited about. I think, to be honest, I've hurt myself because... For a decent amount of my career, I was self-managed, um, and I've done okay. I've done good, but like I've kind of, I'm a little bit old school, and I'm with the fight. I I enjoy. I like the idea of a challenge. I'm not just like uh, I think it would be hard to accuse me of taking the easy road. You know, like I've not definitely looked for easy <laughs> fights. I could easily like I actually I had to sit down and talk to some people. Um, uh, well, a while back now, and I was just like, "Look, I should have scattered in some easier fights. I should have, and I'd have had ten more wins on my record. You know, you're banging, you know, not idiots, but guys who are beatable fighters. You bang one a year in, and it doesn't take. A, I could still have fought the half, the rough guys, and have. Those, and all of a sudden, I'm got twenty wins or twenty five wins, and and the, you know, and all of a sudden, your record looks like a monster, and and I still wouldn't have been hiding, but. You know, it is what it is. Like the problem is that when you fight the guys and you win some and you lose some, but you're you know, like you have crazy fights with people, um, it's it scares people off, you know. <laughs> they they know yeah. you're there to no one's getting an easy night against me, you know. Like it's I'm I'm a tough fight for for anybody really. Like and and you know, like I, I now I'm 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 with a good management team now and um You're with uh, uh, Rubenstein, aren't you? Daniel yeah, Ruby Sports yeah. Entertainment, yeah. So um we sort of like when when I actually had a conversation with them, I, I um after my last fight, I was looking for I was I was looking for some. I'm just like I'm actually treading water here now, and I need to I want to get to the next level. Um, so I I reached out to him, and he you know he was he was absolutely great, and um, immediately you know we had a conversation about what I wanted to do and where I wanted to go, and you know this is this is the path I'm on now. You know I'm actually taking a you know, taking that path now. So, other than sort of just jumping around wherever fight, yeah, sure, I'll fight that. Oh, nobody wants to fight. Yeah, I'll fight that guy. No problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? So now it's trying to 
take an upward tra- trajectory rather than uh, wherever and where whenever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just a bit more focused. I'm excited mm. for you, very, very excited. But a uh, couple more things I wanted to ask you about uh, before we go. Sorry, it is running over a bit. You, <laughs> I hope you're not desperate Sorry. for the loo or anything. <laughs> Sorry, do, um, do I talk a lot? Nobody's told me that before. <laughs> I think it's me. It's definitely I, me. I, I, not, I, people keep telling me I should start my own show because apparently I'm able to talk quite a bit about <laughs> nothing at all. <laughs> no. It's good. It's been really interesting. But I wanted to ask you, you did mention earlier about um, the 18 months when you fought at light heavyweight. And I've seen the pictures and I've also seen the post that you put up about uh, people telling you that you should go back to light heavyweight or cut to light heavyweight again. And like, to me, you look like a natural heavyweight. Like you, you, it just fits your frame. You look so strong and healthy. It it doesn't occur to me that you would ever go back to light heavyweight, but is that a, a question that you get a lot then? Not as much anymore, but I st- it still comes up. Like, um, when I was cutting to like heavyweight, like on fight week, I was cutting minimum ten kilos, um, just in water. And I know some people do that, but I mean, for me, I, I was pretty lean when I was doing that. Like, it was it was rough. Um, Your and face I just, looks I, very gaunt. Oh yeah, I was. I mean, like I'm. Right now, I'm sitting at about 113 kilos, um, and I don't eat like a Olympic heavyweight. It just goes out and eats crap whenever they want. You know, I'm, I'm still pretty yeah. healthy with my diet. Um, but like when I was a heavyweight prior to my like, heavyweight run, I could never get above 107 kilos. Whatever reason, 107 was the number I got to. So that's like about uh, I don't know 235, something like that. Yeah. Um, and then on fight, every single fight week, because of the, whatever, the dress or whatever, I would lose like two, three kilos and I'd weigh in at, um, you know, 102, 103. And everyone was like, oh, you're so light. You need to go down. And every time I shows, like people would turn, they'd, they'd see me and they'd be like, oh, you know, your guy's kind of big. You know, maybe you should be careful. Maybe, And especially then I was smashing everyone, you know, like, maybe my, you know, I was, pretty dominant in the early part of my career um you know as you are when you're fighting on the lower level shows and i just never saw it and when i did do it i just like after after i fought johnny i retired just because i i was honestly hating life all the time I, I, my body was wrecked all the time i had to have i ended up having several surgery oh, that's it I'm too rubbish. Just one set of surgeries, but I had several injuries that I had long-term injuries that I needed to fix. And as soon as I started eating more, um, I had surgery on my elbow. And um, within three weeks of surgery on my elbow, my weight went from like, um, I think it was about, about 103, uh, 304 up to 113 um, in three weeks. And all these injuries that I'd had have been building up and then I just yeah. let myself heal. Um, and, and I think I just, I had constant inflammation on my elbow, like pain, like there'd, there'd be days where I wouldn't be able to cut food with a knife and fork, like drink with a cup, you know, like with, with this oh arm because 
like it was it was just absurd and the doctor like the surgeon when he tested my elbow you know they sort of like they sort of take it and they push it back and and i'm like i was like well, you know be careful as you do this because this is gonna hurt me and he assumed it, it was a bit of a boo-boo hurt and like you know like went back then i would tap to just pressure so like if someone did so in the hip and you know i couldn't do that because if someone went down i'm gonna i can't even tap it's not like i would scream like yeah. because it's that painful so i just wouldn't put my arm in. so the doctor up, like someone's electrocuted jumped out of the chair the way and he was like oh you know and and within literally within under a month i put on like seven eight kilos um and then within six weeks i was up to 115 160 no problem whatsoever and i got a little softer but you know like there was a lot of lean tissue going on i just think like my body's just been so damaged for so long and it just needed some time um, and just having that time off and like I felt amazing so it just felt physically it's like a revival you know like I'm five years younger um, and it's it's great and sometimes you just don't you don't know what you don't know I, I've that's the only surgery I've ever had and I've always tried to avoid it but I think it's the only surgery I needed as well you know but I need it and, and I wasted four or five years of my career and I maybe took some, I don't know, you know, I might have took some loss I didn't need to take. Maybe I did, maybe I did, yeah. you know, you don't know that. But I've certainly missed, I guess over four years, five years, I, I wouldn't surprise if I've missed eight, 10, 12 months of training. Like with, can't train for two weeks here, I can't train for a week there, I can't do this day, can't do that, you know, like just because of the pain I had with it. And the, you know, and it's, it is what it is. You just deal with it, you just suck it up. But then I think I see so many guys who like, boom surgery 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 surgeon i'm like did you did you speak to a surgeon surgeons like to do surgery yeah yeah so i don't know you gotta find a balance between the two um i agree because people always say yeah. about kane velasquez as well that he's like too tough for his own good and like just mm. trained through injuries and, and kept on me and, me and kane me and kane yeah just he's in a pod like <laughs> he's in a pod too just the same I'm just like him. Chris Gadden says, I remember the early days when no bugger wanted to fight him. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got a fight now, Chris. And then I just wanted to finish up by by asking you, like the heavyweight division in the UFC, obviously, was under the spotlight this weekend um, when Cyril Garn beat Derek Lewis. I wanted to ask what you thought of that fight and, and if it went the way you expected. Like I have to say, I was secretly a little bit believer in uh, in uh, Derek Lewis. I was secretly a believer, but like, I mean, Gunn just like every time he fights, he's so, he's he gets better and more dominant. I liked in this fight; he took less risks. The reason I, f I thought Derek had a good chance because Gunn does take some risks and will go into exchanges, and until he really smelt blood, he just didn't do that. Um, he was pretty sharp, and but like. In terms of his his movement, his in and out, his disengagements, and his his control of Derek Lewis's base was amazing. So Derek Lewis, like, I know it's not perhaps the most exciting way to fight, but the way he's attacking Derek Lewis's legs and taking his base away just means there's nothing. There's no way those big power punches are going to land. That's why the crazy kicks were the only thing that could land because he's he's throwing yeah. from such a long distance. Um, but like you know, attacking a base. You know, the push kicks to the leg, the, the leg kicks, just constant feints, 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 moving in and, and making Derek not sure what, what 
what to what to do, whether he should be moving in or out, or you know, it it was a real masterpiece. It's amazing. Like that guy's that guy's the best fight, best technician at heavyweight in the world for sure. Like there's yeah, you know, and he moves like somebody a lot lighter. Of, I think you know, he just he's he tries so... to though. Yeah, yeah. I, heavyweights kind of. I'll be honest. I move pretty good, not as good as him. I move pretty good, but I try to move. Um, yeah. I practice that sort of stuff, you know, like most heavyweights practice plodding around, throwing, you know, throwing punches at each other until and, and someone falls over and hitting pads and, you know, banging the back, you know, because it's cool. Um, you know, that guy's practiced, engaged, disengaged, circle around, engaged. You know, he's, he's really, you know, he knows what he's doing. He's, uh, you know, he's impressive. He is impressive. How do you see a fight going with him and Ngannou? Uh, I mean, he's better than Ngannou. But again, it's just that thing, isn't it? It's like, I mean, looking the way he beat Derek Lewis, for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to be scared. Part of the reason Ngannou gets people, he's got mad power, but also he catches people panicking. Like, if you like draw a circle around your feet, put your feet on the edge of the circle, right? You want your head inside that circle. Once your head goes outside the circle, you get you every time you get hit, it's real bad. So when people lean forward that over it, real bad. Lean back, you know, like Rosenstruck, real, real bad. Um and, and Stipe come charging onto a shot, you know, he had one moment of, of hit a great right hand and then come storming for you know, like People are just panicking against Ngannou, and and gonna Cyril Gunn is not gonna. He, I just don't see him panicking. He's when he's bad guy that much. I don't think he's gonna panic. But the only X factor sometimes I think is like is there that the, a little bit of the big brother syndrome. You know, like if 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 Ngannou was bashing him around, you know, back in the day, then maybe there's a little bit of like, oh, this guy's, you know, um, yeah. you know, it's still gonna be in his head a little bit, but. Equally, it could be the other way around because Cyril was a, was a Muay fighter. Maybe he was having his way with Ngannou in the striking and stuff. Maybe Ngannou's in his head like, oh, I don't know about this. You know, Ngannou's, Cyril's always said, oh, I'm willing to fight him. Ngannou's always kept his mouth quiet, you know, and that's sometimes telling. Um, yeah, but I think I you can't back, you know, like go against Cyril after the weekend. It was like pure dominance. So you've got him in that fight then? Yeah, 100%. I'd, I'd back what? him against any of the heavyweights right now. Anyone. What about John mm. Jones moving to heavyweight? Do you think it will happen? And why do you think they're now saying 2022? <laughs> well, because they don't need him anymore, do they? You know, they've, they've already got, well, they've already got, they've got Ngannou lined up uh, and uh, uh, Gane. They've got Stipe waiting in the, waiting in the wings. Um. You know, and by by that time, there's going to be someone else. There'll be Volkov or um, Curtis Blades or something. You know, I mean, one of the other guys. They'll be waiting. They'll be ready. Um, maybe Derek will be back. Um, like that. That's kind of the part and parcel. That's the beautiful thing about the UFC and the problem. You know, because when they keep the wheels turning, it is amazing. Because you know, that's why the sport is so so exciting. Um, yeah. But also, at the same time, that's where, unfortunately, the fighters lose power. I know what John's trying to do. John, talking about people getting paid and what they deserve, I get it. And I think I think he's, he's 
whether it's selfish or not, he's doing the he's trying to do the right thing, whether it's the right reasons or not, whatever. But he's not going about it the right way. You, he's got to have a dialogue with other people, surely. You know, like one yeah. one person can't step out. You know, like you know, one big in the sport, including McGregor. You know what I mean? Like last year proved that. You know, they didn't need McGregor to do really well. They were doing just yeah. fine without him. And then, you know, I'm, I'm, that is that is the sport. You know, that is is what it is. And I don't I know. Do we'll, like we'll see. when these storylines naturally develop, though, I feel like a lot of mm. times they they pick someone that they want to build to be a star, like Macy Barber, and then they're putting her on all the main cards, and they're like trying to like mm. rocket someone to the moon who's not ready for it. Like if they give the division a bit of space, I mean, I think Garn has climbed the ranks super super quickly, but. Like but even so, he's done it off the backs of vet. He's beat good guys. Only good. Yeah. He's only like Tanner Boza is un- massively underrated, and and Garn, you know, would control that fight. Uh, mm. And you know, you look up with hindsight as well. You see Tanner Boza not getting finished. You're like, oh wow, that's actually that's quite impressive. <laughs> you know, like, um, guys like him. Um, Rosenstruck is a beast. You know, like. He's not had an easy route, but it's also like he's been so impressive. You can't, you can't just let him tread water because you know he's in the UFC after three. He had three fighters in the UFC. You know the only person really got quicker than that, like like Brock Lesnar or Kane. Kane was after two, wasn't he? Um, mm. he's, that, he's that level of talent. You know he's a Kane Velasquez level of talent. You know, complete different style of fighter, but yeah, he's he's amazing. You know, like. He's got six wins in the UFC heavyweight division. Never, he never got rocked. Never looked in trouble. So, what else would you do with him? No, this is exactly what I do with him. I'm well buzzing for that fight whenever it happens. Mm. I'm uh, properly looking forward to it. But what about Garner and Jones? That's a cool fight. That's a very cool fight. That's there's a, there's a lot you can technicians. do. Technicians. Yeah. Um, it will be interesting to see if if Jones gets what he wants. I'm sure he'll pretend that he gets what he wants if he comes back either way or whether he ends up folding now. He sees that they maybe don't need him as much. In he just retire. Maybe he doesn't he need. Will. He doesn't need them. He doesn't need the money. <laughs> he's a, you know he's he's already on Jones. You know yeah. there's not going to be another Jones anytime soon. No, right. it makes me sad though. Him and Connor, it does make me sad how much time they've had out of the cage for for particularly John, how good he is and, and some of the fights we've seen him in and how many mm. years we've not we've not seen him in, in the cage. I would have loved to see more. But you all think why was he out of the cage? What was the reason John Jones was out of the cage? Oh, the, himself, <laughs> Most mm, of the time. but the big one was steroids, yeah. Yeah. And he come back. How good? How did he look after he come back? Dominant. Yeah, he didn't didn't look the same, mm, did he? Not the same fighter. And I know everyone has the same, te- you know, thing and this and that. But I don't know. I'm 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 a fan of his what he does and some of the techniques he uses and the stuff. But I, I'm personally not like. You know, like I'm sure he's, he's amazing fighter, done some amazing things. But to me, when people are saying greatest of all time, I'm like, mm. you can put him in the old era with the, with the certain guys, with you know, like the different era with the Chuck Liddells and the. If you want to put, but in the new era, 
in the youth. You know, I'd, I mean, I'd rather like a guy who's never failed, um, personally. Yeah. And, you know. So and, who is who is your guy? Uh, well, I mean, GSP to be honest. Yeah. Like I think, yeah, I think he's he's just done so much. Maybe he wasn't the most exciting. Um, but you know, I think he's he's an amazing yeah. ambassador for the sport as well. Hundred percent, yeah. Mm. Like even though, like people talk about like Khabib and stuff, and like Khabib was the best at the time, was the pound for pound best at the time. But he was he doesn't have the resume of a George, like the the longevity. And I know in terms of pure number of fights, he's you know same or more. But at the same time, like George beat different guys of different eras multiple times you know he was a beast a lot of them were probably on steroids as well yeah i mean you never know he might but like at the end of the day never failed the test that's the only thing you can go on that's the only thing you can go on but unfortunately i hate to say it with with these sports like the guys who shout the loudest you know are often the guiltiest you know like lance armstrong was a big anti but also, again, in that sport, everybody was doing it. Like, with Don Jones, I'm kind of a bit torn because, you know, back at it was everybody. Every, all those guys were doing it before you started. All of them were doing if it. They're what? all doing it. A large proportion. It would be dumb it. to get caught, right? Because not everyone's popping. What do you think of TJ yeah. coming back? Two years <sighs> doesn't seem a lot for injecting APO to me. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he all, it's also like what? The only thing he was doing was EPO. Like, what, EPO is the first thing you go to? Like, one of the most elaborate scientific things? Come on. It's like, like all the John Jones excuses, oh, he's suffering this and he's blah, blah, blah. Like, it, you know, he got, John Jones got caught for a, a, an anti-estrogen. Yeah. Yeah, a marketing agent, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it, it clearly did its job. It did the right job. It masked the, masked the thing. So... You know, we didn't get the five different things he did test positive for, you know, like, yeah. um, it, is what it is, you know, um, I don't know, like, if people don't fail, that as far as I'm concerned, they've not, you know, they've not cheated, um, whether you like it or not, you know, you could, people, nobody says that, nobody even suggests that money might be on something, but if you put him 10 years ago, everyone would be like, oh, and gone, so even if it's the same guy, you don't know, like, if he's not failing the test, then, He's got. He's clean. You know. He's clean until you fail. Unfortunately, that's the way it is. You never know. Like I don't know. You know. Imagine how powerful he'd be on steroids. (laughs) But that's what I'm saying. But he is. How do you know that he isn't? You know. And the other thing is, there's a point of diminishing returns. He's not just powerful. He's. I'm confident Brock Lesnar could hit as hard as Ngannou. I'm confident he could. But sometimes it's putting on the chin at the right point. You know what I mean? Like. And the other thing as well, people with with testosterone, one of the big things in sports with it is reaction speed. It's huge in reaction with testosterone is is related to it. And that makes a massive difference. Yeah. Um, you know, like all oh, a sport is a reaction speed sport, you know, it's power is max power isn't really that related to your your um results as a fire, you know, like Otherwise, you would just get all the Olympic lifters or some, uh, you know, I mean, some other yeah. sport, you know, because they just hit the hardest because they can produce the most force, um, produce the most power. You know, it's you've still got to deliver it, and you know that's what Angani does. He certainly does. But 
back to you and and your massive fight is on Thursday, oh, the 19th of August. It's uh it's gonna be a late night for all of us who've got work the next day, but it's, it's well worth staying up for. I think here, isn't it? Is it Fight TV that that you have to buy the pay per view through? I think it is. Yes. Um, I'll find out and I'll I'll, I'll put it under. <laughs> no, I think it's Fight TV. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Um, and it because in Ireland I'm pretty sure they got it on YouTube, but but here you have to go uh, through Fight TV. I think. So easy. Yeah. Um, but yeah. either way, it's definitely worth staying up for, yeah. making it a late night, and uh, it's it's going to be amazing. I'm so chuffed to see you on this show. Uh, I feel like it's just going to be such an exciting time for you, and I can't wait to see it. I also can't believe this is the first time we've spoken. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm glad I got to to wish you well for for this one. I'm I'm super super pumped. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, yeah, my debut. I feel like like I should have spoke to Luke sooner or something. You know, maybe get me in with <laughs> you know, give, give, get Luke to give me the nods. You know, give me the lessons so that I could. Uh... <laughs> no, it, it's I'm super excited for the fight. I think it's gonna be. I think it's going to be a bit wild, <laughs> to be honest. I think it's going to be one of those ones we're both getting hit in the face. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, I think I think it's it's going to be exciting. I think, um, like, yeah, I think I think it's going to be hectic. That first round is going to be hectic, and I think like whoever dictates the pace and controls the you know the speed of the fight in that first round is going to is really going to um, is going to you know take the initiative for the whole match. So. Uh, so I'm excited. I'm, I've I've been I've been working hard, and and we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I'm not the sort of person. Just listening to you talk about it is getting me even more buzzing for it. <laughs> when do you fly out to Florida? It is uh, Florida isn't it? Yeah, I'm just flying out Sunday. Um, because it's it, you know the weather's quite hot there, humidity, but. It's not, it's not high altitude or anything, so I don't want to go too early because I prefer to train at home and stay at home and then just sort of, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to come Friday, so I'm there and gone as fast as I can, to be honest, I'm going to bounce. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited, so we'll see what happens. It's a big show, the first time in, in a long time, um, back out in the States. So yeah, kind of go and, go and roll the dice, I'll go and knock a big Brazilian over, come back with a big bag of cash. Well, oh. <laughs> pretty sure it'd be a bank transfer, unfortunately. I'd, I'd love a big bag. <laughs> there's nothing so better cool. than walking Not through customs. Thing, with a... <laughs> oh, there's nothing better than walking through customs with cash and being like, oh, no. Always yeah. under the limit. Always under the limit, yeah. Of course, of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> is there anyone you want to thank or any sponsors you want to shout out before we go? Oh, just, um, yeah, well, all the normal people, Titan Fighter, obviously, um, uh, you know, to train all, all my guys, Mickey, Luke, or all my partners there, um, Fighter Zone, you know, where, where I work, all, all my students as well. It's, it's always good to give me ideas, give me things to think about. Um, Vigorate, sure you get more than a few Vigorate Vigorate sponsors there. But um, Neil at Vigorate, like you know, not only not only with the um, 
uh, keeping me healthy with the the you know the body wash and stuff there. But also he's a he's a he's a osteopath and a bit of a magic worker. keeps me keeps me moving as I get older. Keeps me alive. Yeah, he's he really is. He's he's a top that really helps me a lot. Um, and invest in the athletes as well, which is yeah. not everyone does. You know, a lot of people want to, a lot of people want to fire. I, yeah, you, I'll give you a t-shirt, this and that. Um, you know, and where's my forty-five picture? You know, it, which is yeah. I understand. You know, people are trying to promote their brand, but you know, Neil, Neil actually gives. You know, really gives yeah. a lot. Not not only time, but um, his knowledge and experience as well in in multiple fields. Um, so yeah, so he's, he's a nice guy and a, a good a good person, I would say. Um, Very good. But yeah, and the, oh, last person as well. Well, not last person. My 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 lady Fleur. She's in the other room now. She's probably listening at the door. Guess I'll say something bad. Hi Fleur. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Um, no, she's awesome. She she literally like put you know all. I think a lot of a lot of uh, partners do, but you know she puts up with a whole bunch, and she I'm sure. On Thursday, she's just going to be crying because <laughs> she she stresses about it. She stresses a lot, but yeah, no, she's so supportive and a big part of it for me. You know, a really big part of my journey. Um, yeah. Oh, amazing! Well, we are so supportive of you and so excited to see you show what you've got in the cage and just so so proud of you already and just. Buzzing, buzzing, buzzing for the fight. And hearing you talk about the fight has just made me even more excited for it. I can't, uh, honestly can't wait. Yeah, me too. Thursday, a week Thursday, not this Thursday, a week on Thursday. Thursday the 19th, yeah. Yeah, I'll put like three in the morning, whenever it is, two, three in the morning. Yeah. Don't go to work on Friday, pile it off, stay up, watch me yeah works for losers just stay up exactly (laughs) work is for losers knocking someone out investing cage we need to do train for five to ten years ten to twenty hours a week and it'll be a great investment it really will and you (laughs) might be good and if you're not good then well at least you'll be beating up and brain cells on the way that we you, you'll have a bunch of old injuries fantastic it's a real investment work is for losers that's the exact right idea <laughs> some great advice there at the end Stuart thank you so much for your time you safe travels and stay fit and healthy and we'll speak to you on the other side I hope okay thank you very much yeah take care Bye-bye.